Good morning and welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. I'm Karen Schofield-Leka. My pronouns are per and per, short for person, and I am the officiant today. Opening words this morning are An Abundant Spirit by Edward Frost. I love those who are angry with me because they care deeply about something they feel I may have hurt. I love those who criticize me because they need something they think I can give. I love wifty people because their minds are usually in a nicer place than we think we really are. I love shy people because they are more like me really than the blustery and self-assured whom I also love because I know how they really feel. I love the know-it-alls because they know they don't know what is really important. I love those who talk too much because I know how much they fear the silence. I love the quiet ones because they are usually listening. I love those who love me in spite of what they know. Welcome to everyone for our multimedia platform, whether you're here in the hall, watching on Zoom, or catching the recording later. We are one community united across time and space, gathering to affirm our values and commit to a better world. If you are new to West, welcome to this special Sunday, our Stone Soup celebration, when we appreciate the bounty in our lives and the unique contributions each person makes to our community. If you're on Zoom, please check the chat for a welcome and various tips from Trang Duong, today's Zoom chat usher. And if you're here in the hall and would like an assisted listening device, please ask the sound team at the back. Visitors, if you are here in person, please stop by the welcome table later after platform today to speak to a greeter or to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas. Those of you visiting online now or later, we invite you to send an email to Maceo at maceot at ethicalsociety.org or to fill out a connection form, which you can find at tiny.cc slash westconnects. I'll now read a few of the greetings that folks have written in the Zoom chat, and folks joining virtually can use this time to get a candle to light during our candle lighting segment. So let's see, what do we have in the chat here? Okay. Ooh, well, there's a lot. Let me scroll back to the top. So Michelle says, good morning. And um, let's see, somebody, is everybody hearing? Let's see, sorry, there's some uh, technical chatter here which I'll skip over. Katrina Moncour says, good morning, happy stone soup. I'd be there in person, but it's cold and I woke up too late. <laughs> we love, and I love the people who are honest, right? About where they are. Laura Desculo says, good morning, happy stone soup. Peter Bishop says, good morning, everyone. Katrina says, hey, I know that room. Julie Drizzen says, good chilly morning to all. 
and I love the reading. Laura Steele says, good morning, and brrr, looking forward to another inspiring platform. <clears throat> and Katrina's commenting on the reading, if only critics were that charitable, but okay. <laughs> and Sue Smith says, good morning, all. So we are back to our, it is good to connect and share this time together. And our opening music today is How Could Anyone, performed by the West Chorus. Thanks for everyone for being patient while I get my steps in this morning. <laughs> so uh, welcome indeed once again. And each week we read our statement of purpose as a reminder of our shared values. And if you are interested in taking a turn to read the statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc slash read SOP. Today's reader is, come on up Genevieve, if you would please, Genevieve Owen, who is um, leading, along with daughter Ellie, our giving tree this season. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm excited that the Giving Tree is back in person this year. We have an actual tree in the lobby. But don't despair, folks at home. Um, I will post a link where you can sign up for gifts um, on the listserv. Um, and how this works is you select an ornament off the tree, and it lists an actual person or a child in, Rode in El Rodeo, our sister um, city, and you sign it out, and then you bring the gift back to Wes or drop it off to me. And I'm so glad that we're partnering with a new organization this year called Purple Stars Foundation that helps real people in D.C. who are experiencing food insecurity and or homelessness. And now the statement of purpose. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. 
we joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Thanks, Genevieve. And as she lights our community candle, I invite those of you with candles at home to light yours and for everyone to join in our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. This morning's story is Stone Soup, retold by Heather Forrest, illustrated by Susan Gaber, and adapted for the West Stage by Lynn Cox. KC and their storytelling friends have a treat to share with us. All right, storytelling friends, come on up. So stand on either side of this big pot. Some of us can use this microphone over here. And some of us can use this microphone that's in my hand, I think, yes. All right, thank you all. Okay, I guess we're all gonna stand right by me. That's not precisely what I expected, but fine. <laughs> all right, so I don't know if the story happened exactly this way, but I believe that it's true. There was once a comfortable little village nestled in the mountains. The people who lived there had more than enough to keep themselves content. One day, two travelers came along. Their coats were tattered, their hats were torn, their dusty shoes had holes in their soles. We picked some really fancy travelers for this description. They were hungry and tired. Look at this neat little village. Surely someone here can spare a bit of food? They knocked boldly on a door. What do you want? Please, we are hungry. Do you care? Will you share? Do you have any food? No. The villager slammed the door in their faces. Um, <clears throat> let's go a little further. Look, another door. They knocked and a child answered. Good day, what do you want? Please, we are hungry. Do you care? Will you share? Do you have any food? There's no food here. The travelers wandered wearily through the village, knocking on every door. There is no food. The cupboard is empty. No, I don't have anything to share. Let's sit and rest by the well. They at least seem to have water here. If there is really no food in this elegant little village, then the people who live here are in greater need than we are. We should make them our magical soup. Attention, villagers, attention. We are the master cooks. If anyone in this town has a big soup pot, we'll make the most delicious magical soup you've ever seen.
Somebody loves to eat. <laughs> I love to eat. Here's a pot. Wow. Let's see what two master cooks can do with it. Watch and see. The travelers filled the pot with cold water and built a fire. Soon the flames licked the sides of the pot and billows of steam rose in the air. Soon, curious people began to gather. Look at all these curious people. <laughs> what is happening? We are making an unusual soup. It requires a special magical ingredient. I am certain we will find it in this town. All the eyes in the crowd watched as one of the travelers reached down and picked up an ordinary stone. They tossed it into the pot with a splash. Splash. We're making stone soup. It will be nutritious, delicious, incredible, and edible. But it will taste better if only we had a carrot. Where would we find a carrot in this town? We knocked on every door and we heard there is no food. Then perhaps we cannot make the delicious soup after all. <sighs> oh well, I guess we can't make the soup. Better put out the fire. Wait, I might have a small carrot. Yes. Excellent. Bring what you've got. Put it in the pot. We're making stone soup. This magical soup would taste even better if we had just a itty bitty, just a just a bitty, 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 teeny tiny potato. Wonderful. Bring what you've got, put it in the pot. We're making stone soup. Uh, our soup would taste so much better if we just had like a few more ingredients. Just, just a few more, just a few more ingredients. Perhaps I could bring a green bean. One green bean. One, one, one. I will not be outdone. I will bring in egg noodles. Well, if you're, well, if you're gonna bring a green bean, I will bring a kernel of corn. I might have a tiny turnip. I will bring a slice of celery. I will bring a pinch of pepper. I can bring a sprig of parsley. Well, what are you, why are you waiting? Bring all you've got, put it in the pot. We're making stone soup. Everyone in the town ran home to bring one small thing to put in the pot. Food fell through the air and landed with splashes in the growing soup. Splash, splash, splash. Soon the huge pot was full and simmering. A wonderful smell drifted through the air. The smell was so tempting that people brought out bowls, spoons, chairs, and tables to eat outdoors. They placed hearty loaves of bread, chunks of cheese, and bowls of fruit on the tablecloth. Marvelous flavor. So many colors. It's amazing. These two travelers made such a delicious soup out of a stone. Out of a stone and one magical ingredient, sharing. We've got to be moving on. If anyone ever wants to make this soup again, just remember the recipe. Bring what you've got, 
put it in the pot, every bit counts from the largest to the least to what together we can celebrate a stone soup feast. The end. Let's enter now into the centering time of our platform. Each week, we ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I am particularly mindful that it is Transgender Day of Remembrance, which is the culmination of Transgender Awareness Week, which began in honor of Rita Hester, a trans woman who was murdered in 1998. Unless we think that this is historical, remember those two who have died overnight at the, in Colorado and the shooting in a gay nightclub. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us open our hearts to compassion for those who suffer. And let us commit ourselves to the work that calls for our love. I invite you into meditation. Suggest you begin by settling your body into a comfortable position and letting your mind quiet. Close your eyes or soften your gaze and breathe. As we move toward the Thanksgiving holiday this coming week, I invite you to reflect on change and abundance. Take a moment to acknowledge all the hard work you've put into growing and evolving this year. What are you really proud of? Who validates the abundance of who you are? Who has helped you present your whole self to the world? Have you thanked them lately? Reflect on this year's blessings. What are you grateful for?
We continue our meditation in silence and the music that follows.
I want to express my gratitude to Perry Bider, who shares his musical gifts with us in so many ways as a performer and as leading our chorus efforts. And so thank you, Perry. Before Casey delivers our platform address this morning, I'd like to share this reading. What does it mean to be a people of abundance from the Soul Matters Packet? When it comes to abundance, our culture and our philosophical framework are clearly at odds. Our culture cries, accumulate. The religious and ethical path counsels, appreciate. The mantras couldn't be more different. The commercials tell us, go out and get what you want. The wise among us plead with us to learn to want what you have. So yes, appreciation is central to this season of Thanksgiving. Noticing the abundance around us is clearly the work we are called to do. But one wonders if that's enough. It all depends on what you do after the noticing is done. Sometimes there's a passivity to appreciation that leaves nothing changed. There's a big difference between appreciating the gift of family and committing to sitting down together at dinner at least three or four times a week. It's one thing to notice the beauty that fills your own backyard. It's quite another to pull yourself out of the rat race so you have time to enjoy it. It helps to have a platform address or a meditation to remind us that our spouse or parent is doing the best they can. But it, that insight rarely sticks without a commitment to action that helps us truly let go of the things we wish they were and embrace the limited but wonderful abundance of what they are. In short, appreciation only gets us part of the way there. Nothing noticing places abundance in view, but only new commitments put it within reach. Without a decision to change our lives, noticing becomes nothing more than nostalgia. So what needs to change? Maybe that's the real question at this time. What needs to be altered so you can dance with what is plentiful rather than worrying about what is scarce? What clutter finally needs to be cleaned up so there is room for new abundance to enter in? What changes will free you from the urgent and allow in the important? Yes, people of abundance make time for noticing but they also make tough choices. Choices that, after they are made, don't really feel tough at all. Abundance is waiting for us, friends. May this be the time we choose it.
more than anything this morning, I have questions. Two of them, to be really precise. What if we have enough? What if we are enough? Some Sundays are hard. This one shouldn't have been. I was so excited to just come and celebrate and well, how many of us have a habit of checking the news on our phone before we're all the way awake? Yeah, if you don't have that habit, I really suggest you do not develop it. It's not helpful to the process of getting out of bed, getting out of the shower, getting where you mean to go. I woke up this morning and the first thing that I did was check the news and learn that five of my queer siblings died in a shooting in a nightclub in Colorado Springs. On the weekend of Trans Day of Remembrance, amidst so much growing rhetoric against trans and queer people, I come here and I try to give you something worth hearing. Something that gives you hope, that lets you go into the rest of your week and be yourself in your favorite way. I come to you knowing that your favorite ways are generous and caring, that what each of you most wants to do is make yourselves and the world around you better, more loving, less oppressive. And sometimes it's today. I was crying in the bathroom this morning. Crying and asking Caitlin if it would be okay if I let you see me cry. If instead of being the master of my own emotions, I let you see that I don't always know. <sighs> that sometimes I come up here and I am not sure what to say to you. Not because I didn't spend the week thinking about it, but because the world is a little bit different. Because the day is a little bit different than what we hoped it would be. There is something that my Christian friends say that baffles me, but I think I'm getting a little bit of a hang on now that I've learned to translate it. Sometimes when things are bad and my Christian friends feel like they want to give up, they will say, but God. What? <laughs> I spent so much of seminary going, what on earth do you mean by that? But when it's this morning and I leave the house not sure how I can make meaning out of the world, not sure what it's going to mean to say anything to you today, 
starts to make a little bit of sense. Not, but God, because there's some other thing that doesn't. Nah. But community. But us. Because it is not an easy morning for me. But you are all here. And I imagine it is not an easy morning for many of you. Imagine because I know. Imagine because I am coming to know all of you. And here you are, and here I am, and downstairs Jeff and several of our young people are cooking big ridiculous pots of soup. Because wonderful young people volunteer to tell a silly story with me, and so do some wonderful adults. Because I have a job where no matter how heavy my heart is, I can be soup magic. <laughs> and that can be okay. Because I can come up here and I can cry a little bit. And that can be okay. I thought, as I cried in the bathroom this morning, <laughs> what on earth do my grief and this message of abundance have to do with each other? Where can these things meet? And as it turns out, where they meet is right here. Right here in this moment of connection, where we have enough. We have enough care, enough love, enough presence to lift one another up where we are enough, where you can bring yourself as broken as you might be, or as joyful as you might be, or as angry as you might be, or as whatever it is as you are today. And it is not only fine, but good. Our reading reminded us of the ways in which our culture suggests that we are never enough. I can't find the number in my head, but the average American sees a completely unreasonable number of advertisements in a given day. And as we approach gift giving season, that number seems to only increase. Give your partner a diamond so they know that you love them. A diamond. The picture of artificial scarcity. Right? A diamond, a thing that we have constructed as rare a thing that companies have constructed as rare. To represent love, a thing we are supposed to believe is vanishingly rare. Something you only truly have for one to five people, right? Something rarefied and impossible. But while diamonds are special for being particularly hard, they are not actually all that rare. 
They are rare in the public sphere because somebody is hoarding them. Nobody is making us hoard love. Nobody is making us hold on to it like if it was a thing we could only afford to give to one to five people. <laughs> Here we practice giving love more, extending it from I love my partner, I love my children, I love my family, <laughs> to I love people I am in community with. I love the world. <laughs> I love giggling little kids. <laughs> we get the opportunity here to practice knowing that love isn't a diamond or a car or any pile of things you could possibly give someone. That love is presence. Love is attention. Love is commitment to care. Sometimes commitment to care does look like giving things. <laughs> Sometimes commitment to care looks like taking a star or an ornament off our tree and finding something that you can give to someone who really needs it, whose season will be really brightened by your choice to be generous. Sometimes love means opening your wallet a little bit further and giving a little more to your community, knowing that this is a place that will make good use of what you have. And sometimes love is accepting that we have the things that we have and saying, yes, we are enough. We are, each of us as individuals, enough, though in motion always. We are, as all of us together, enough. It's hard, more often than I would like to admit, to believe that the future is as possible as it perhaps truly is. It was hard today to feel like I had anything to say that might give you hope, that might give you love, that might give you truth. But community, but us, but the magic that is being together. You might think that all you have is a little piece of potato or a single green bean. You might be coming to the party with just a stone. You might not even have a stone today. And that is okay, because the soup is still for you. You still matter just by showing up just by being. So what if we have enough? And what if we are enough? What is it like to live in your body as you, 
knowing that you is not only sufficient, but abundant and beautiful. That your gifts matter, even on your worst days and maybe especially then. What does it do to your life if you know that as we are, we are sufficient to the moment we find ourselves in? We are sufficient to the tasks at hand. We are more than we realize. We are beautiful full of possibility. The only thing that can change the world. I hope that you go from here today knowing as I know that you matter, that you are wonderful, that your presence, and let me be clear, friends out in internet land, your presence there too. Your desire and willingness to show up together, however showing up looks for you, is good, is enough. I hope that you go feeling that this community, whether you've been here for decades or just showed up, is a place where you can be replenished, where your gifts are welcome, cared for, loved, where your heartbreak is welcome, cared for, and loved, where your rage is welcome, cared for, and loved into something that makes things possible. I love you. And I hope that you can love each other as well. I know, in fact, that you love each other as well. <sighs> Breathe deep, beloveds. You are so much more than enough. May it be so. Thank you so much, Casey. In a few minutes, we will have our community sharing time when you can write into the chat or share in person at the microphone about what resonated for you in this platform. While we listen today's, to today's musical response, you might prepare by reflecting on a personal experience or an activity at West that bring that this platform brings to mind.
This is the time when we add our own voices to the morning, sharing our reflections on the platform or what resonates with our personal experience. For our online participants, I invite you to share in the Zoom chat or in the comments if you are watching the recording later. If you're here in person, you can come to the microphone here on the floor, but please keep your comments similarly brief. And if you've spoken in recent weeks, please consider listening instead this week and allowing space for others to share. So I'm going to start by reading the initial Zoom comments. Give me just a moment to see those. Laura Steele says, thank you, Casey. Your authenticity, your caring, your heart, both hurts my heart with so much and fills it. It inspires me to remember to be my best self as much and as often as I can. And Sue Jacobson says, thank you, Casey, for a powerful platform on such a painful day. May we work together for a world where all people are accepted regardless of race, religion, nationality, or sexual identification. We'll turn now to the microphone. Hi, Perry, he, him. Caitlin, thank you for giving Casey the correct answer to their question about whether it was okay for us to see them cry. Casey, thank you for one of the most memorable platforms I have heard in 33 years. Um, as you were talking about but good, but excuse me, but God, I was reminded of two t-shirts that I own. Uh, one is, says, I spell God with two O's. Uh, and I was also reminded of uh, Mr. Rogers, uh, who on days like this would remind people to look for the helpers. Um, just want to say one more thing. Thank you, Karen, for the acknowledgement of my role in the music program here. But the chorus is, to state the obvious, a perfect example of stone soup. There is no chorus unless everyone is bringing their green beans and their potatoes and their carrots. And I wish there were more of us, but we are enough. Hey y'all, um, I'm Robin, she, her pronouns. Um, and I want, I was reminded today, we're an Air Force family and we've lived in Colorado Springs. We've lived in rural Mississippi. We've lived in rural North Dakota and we lived here. Um, very different <laughs> experience here. And one of the things that has made urban DC home is this congregation. Um, so I am challenging myself and I hope you all will join me um, to share the abundance of West and call three people I have not seen since the pandemic here and ask them to join me here next Sunday. So happy Stone Soup. Hi, Julie, she, her. I wanted to say thank you. Um, I don't share this widely, but every May and every November, 
I collapse and I tell myself very bad things. And I've been doing that all this week. Even last night, I was like, maybe this is the start of menopause. And I went, no, it's just November. And so I really needed to hear that I'm, I am enough because that has not been my narrative this week. So thank you. Um, Judy, she, her, and I have two brief comments. Number one, wow. Number two, thank you. Hi, Abby Dakin, she, her. Um, in your platform, when you asked, you know, what is the connection between grief and abundance, I immediately felt that I had an, an answer because I grew up in a family where there really wasn't any room for grief. And so for me to be in a place where there is room for grief is something I am regularly thankful for. And to the song where the line is, come in away from sorrow, I was singing, come in and bring your sorrow. Uh, hello, Jeff here. Very short announcement from the kitchen. We're done and it's soup. Hi, uh, Roberta, uh, she, her. Uh, I want to thank you for this talk. It was really um, heartwarming. And I did hear the news about what happened. And I was very confused and upset, and I scrolled through my phone. And I think what you did to us, it's, you softened us. And I think that is what the real message is for all of us who have a lot and, and we feel helpless. But giving love is more important. There are no additional Zoom comments, so thank you all to have shared your thoughts and attention and our real full selves this morning. Let's all take a deep breath and know that we are enough. Just as we share our perspectives in this community, so too do we share our resources and our gifts. Here at West, we split all undesignated gifts in the Sunday collection between our operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. This month, we're sharing half of the offering with Casa Brumar Foundation, which promotes LGBTQ plus equality in education, social services, and human dignity in the Commonwealth of Virginia, and particularly in Prince William County. Casa Brumar provides a physical meeting space and community social services to at-risk and disadvantaged individuals experiencing homelessness, abandonment, and cruelty. 
Casa Brumar encourages and supports members of the LGBTQ community in their academic endeavors, and as they heal and rebuild after traumatic, life-changing experiences. So let's all take a moment to prepare to respond to the invitation to generosity. For those who are able to respond, we offer several options. As you can see, I believe on the screen, the number to give by text is 202-335-1885. And you can donate online via tiny.cc slash westgives or from our website, Washington, it's ethicalsociety.org, and you can click on give. You, of course, can place cash or a check in the basket at the back of the hall on your way out, and you can always send a check by mail. Thank you for your generosity. We will now receive your gifts and the gift of music. Come and get your love, come and get your love, come and get your love now. Come and get your love, come and get your love, come and get your love now. Come and get your love, come and get your love, come and get your love now. Come and get your love, come and get your love, come and get your love now. Come and get your love, come and get your love, come and get your love now.
Well, thank you so much to the many people who helped create this morning's time together. Staff members and Dara Miles, Robin Kravitz, Maceo Thomas and Tom Hutton, and interim music coordinator Leah Morris. The West Chorus and Band for great music this morning, even if I do say so a little bit myself. <laughs> And the many folks who make up the Sunday pl platform production team, the tech team, the slide artist, the Zoom chat usher, the in-person greeters, and our virtual coffee host, thanks to all of them for making this all possible. <laughs> So at the conclusion of Platform, please join us for social hour in person and the foyer and on the patio or for virtual coffee hour via Zoom. First though, I wanna mention a few things upcoming in the life of our community. West the Sunday Ethical Education for Kids or SEEK program offers three age cohort classes for pre-K to fifth grade, sixth to eighth grade, and the high school teen group. And SEEK is itself seeking more volunteers who do not need to be parents to allow the program to expand. And so if you want to play more of a role in the village, you know, we had a village going this morning that helps raise Wes's young people. Please email Indara at N-D-A-R-A-M at ethicalsociety.org. And it is a great way to be involved in the butt community. Today, we launch our annual Giving Tree campaign, as we have heard, to benefit the Purple Stars Foundation. And you can sign up for specific do donations by selecting one of the ornaments for the tree, or be on the lookout for the, in the listserv for a way to sign up electronically. And we ask that the wrapped gifts with the ornament attached, because like when it's wrapped, you can't tell what's inside, and so we need to know who it's for, um, need to be returned to Wes or dropped uh, off at the home of um, Genevieve McDowell Owen at um, on or before Sunday, December 11th. And if you have questions, you can uh, connect with Genevieve. As always, you can find information about opportunities to connect in the Sunday links or news and notes emails and on the calendar page of Wes's website. Um, we do have a board um, update to share, so bear with us one moment while we... Happy Stan Sioux Ball. I'm Trang Duong and I am your elected president of the West Board of Trustees. The board would like to extend a thank you to the auction team for successfully netting over $25,000 at the November 5th event. You should have gotten your auction invoice by now, so remember to pay it promptly. The auction team did a, did a lot to bring together the skills and donations of the whole community. This is what we can achieve as a community when people pitch in. The board is uh, plugging along in our uh, goal work for the year. Notably, um, in our engagement goal, we received a 100% response rate from community groups as we performed our information gathering segment of the goal. Special thanks go to every person who responded to the board's inquiry. We're looking forward to processing the data and learning more from it so we can effectively increase West engagement and involvement. In line with one of our year's um, board initiatives on December 5th, 7 p.m. on Zoom, the board is hosting a town hall. All are welcome to come to this community opportunity to connect with the board on big topics that you're thinking about as a member. I encourage you to attend and share your thoughts about Wes. 
There are three things I'd like to encourage you as a member to be aware of. First, please keep an eye out in your inbox for information on upcoming cottage meetings. These are an opportunity to get to know our new senior leader, Casey, and share with them your perspectives and hopes for Wes. What's important to you? Secondly, please watch for an email update from Mirka, our board treasurer, on behalf of the finance team um, with an end of the year update. That'll come out in December. Also in December, we'll be also hosting our annual end of the year giving campaign. If you're able to give prior to the end of the calendar year, please help us financially fortify the future of Wes. More information on that is coming soon. Thanks for listening. As we continue with multimedia platforms, attending can be tuning in on Zoom or coming in person. And as you know, we're no longer requesting advanced reservations. You can just check in briefly at the door. Thank you all for being part of Platform today. And I invite you to join in our closing song, Changes by Ziggy Marley, arranged by Leah Morris and performed by the West Chorus and Band. Your opening note is change. Can
A last few reminders before we leave. If you are new to our community, please send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, and introduce yourself. For those who wish to socialize online, you can reach virtual coffee hour at tiny.cc slash westcoffeehour. And finally, the news you've all been waiting for, what about the stone soup? So, mindful of COVID safety protocols, we won't all be eating lunch together in person today. Rather, soup will be distributed grab-and-go style from the classroom downstairs. So you're invited to pick up your serving as you leave today. And when you eat it, please reflect on the richness that each ingredient adds to the whole. A great metaphor for the unique gifts each person brings to our community. So I don't know that they've come upstairs yet, but we'll in absentia give a huge round of applause to all those who prepared our feast, head chef Jeff Mehal and the entire cooking crew. And all those who helped prepare in advance, and especially those who will help clean up at the back end. And as we know, many hands make light work. So if you can help out before you leave, please do join in the merry band of helpers. And lastly, a reminder in the words of Octavia E. Butler, all that you touch, you change. And that you change changes you. The only lasting truth is change. And now I invite you to join me in our closing words for the month. Let us go out into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment to mutuality, bringing our whole selves and honoring the fullness of one another in our quest for a better world. Again, thank you all for joining in today's platform, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.